Since time immemorial, human beings have stared up at the stars and asked the unanswerable questions. Why am I here? What is the nature of the cosmos? What is the meaning of life? Are we alone in the universe? Will DC ever make movies as well as Marvel? How exactly did Megatron shrink? Is a detailed backstory for your first level halfling wizard even How worth it? How muscular men with pageboy haircuts lived on Eternia if they couldn't figure out that Prince Adam was He-Man? Who is going to play Alabama for the championship this what year? What does God need with a starship? Prepare your ear holes for a podcast dedicated to the philosophical quandaries of pop culture. An audio thunderdome. Two nerdy friends enter. Only one shall be victorious. This is I'm Right, and he's Rob. Hi, and welcome to another episode of this podcast, which, if you've never heard before, will disappoint uh, you. Why are you listening? Yeah, I don't understand. If you're not the five people that are already listening to this, what are you doing? This was a mistake. Uh, so we start every episode of this podcast with uh, an apology, with an uh, calling out some exceptions, calling out some good ideas that we missed the last time. The last time we talked about future takes on characters, characters uh, set in their own futures, and oftentimes the different takes uh, that are done, kind of based on Picard. Um, and we actually found uh, a mother-loving buttload of ones that kind of take that same sort of skill uh, that we kind of even thought about afterwards. You know what I mean? It was kind of like one of those things where like, oh, the new movie Maverick is also one of those. It's mm. Maverick's uh, look at the future, which to us is the present because it's all set in time. But the movie True. Maverick is, in fact, something we missed last time and is exactly in that sort of vein. He's old man Maverick. In a way, you can say that's the direction we're kind of going this week as well. Yeah, well, like, yes, we're we're doing a continuation of that same sort of thing. We're going to the future of our last podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Old Man Monty. Um, well, I guess with that, Rob, I mean, you know, cat almost completely out of the bag. I might as well go ahead and introduce you then. <clears throat> He's the next generation to my original series. He's the Terry McGinnis to my Bruce Wayne. He's the Force Awakens to my Return of the Jedi. He's my best friend, Rob Bloom. Hey, Rob, how are you? I'm more like I'm more like the uh, cosmic boy to the matter eater lad that is you. Oh, oh, so I'm matter eater lad. Oh, wow, (laughs) that joke right off the bat. No, matter eater lad is not a fat. You're thinking a bouncing boy. He's the fat. Matter eater lad is not fat. He's just oh yeah. He just eats all the time though. He just eats all the time, Rob. Is that what it is? No, he doesn't eat all the time. He oh. do, that's his power is just he eats to get out of situations. I see. Oh, kind of like me in emotional things. All right. So now that I've killed the spirit yeah. of the podcast. This, this friendship is now over. Welcome to the last little bit of it. Um, Yeah, so we're talking, uh, we're, we're the continuation of last episode, we're talking um, series and media that took a time jump and how that uh, played out, right? Right. Did you win the last one? You did, I didn't you? Kind of did on uh, what was the? It was Quantum Leap. Quantum, Quantum Leap. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, you Quantum Leap. See, you wanted to see an old man, uh, Sam Beckett, and I was mad that you ripped something so joyous and cheerful from my psyche and uh, did it, and I didn't do it, and I it was a miss. So you won. So yeah, there you go. Let's hope that. I can do that now. We're we're not we're not. Pro- are we proposing time jumps? Are we talking no? About we're not proposing. We're talking jumps. about actual where right. where media has actually used the time uh, jump effect. Correct. And and, and I think yeah. I think Star Trek is the best illustration of this. Star I would Trek, agree. The next generation is in fact what we're talking about. Yeah, I would none, definitely agree with that. None of the original cast is in it. None of the original characters are in it. The only thing that's uh, that is the the streamline is Starfleet and then the Enterprise, right? Yeah. Not only did they, I love how they call it the Next Generation, and it's not. It's the Enterprise D. It's clearly two generations. A few generations. Rem- yeah. yeah, two generations removed. But yeah. but you still had Bones in the in the pilot, right? Correct? In the in the first episode, um, Bones is a very old man, and he's walking through the Enterprise, and uh, that was the tangential part of it that they needed. To say, and oh. didn't I mean obviously? I shouldn't say obviously. Did Leonard Nimoy made an appearance in later Leonard seasons? Ne- yeah, Leonard Nimoy made uh, an appearance as Spock in later seasons. 
uh, as did Savage or Sarek. So uh, the oh, that's whole, right, that's yeah. right. So uh, Spock came in like uh, season three or four um, with a with a great Romulan arc that is uh, still kind of paying off right now in uh, in the in the Star Trek Picard. So yeah. So uh, just to kind of summarize, we're we're doing future takes that are actually being used. Yes, not proposing future takes. These are ones that are actually out there, and we're sort of saying our favorites and seeing which one of them works. I'm glad yes. we are now on the same page, and we did this with the mic rolling instead of before. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had forgotten what last week's was, so that's kind of the culprit of Jeez. our last time. <laughs> we're you, the most. If you can't tell, how are they going to tell? Well, there's no. I hope. could ask one of one of the other people who listen and see what they say you're not you're not even subscribed because <laughs> what i do is i just go into my subscription of this podcast, oh i listen to which it you I can do on itunes or stitcher or you can go straight to podbean the cheapest hosting place we know and do it there it's all good i i use podcast addict and well, i actually yeah. love it quite a bit well there you go see i, I wouldn't know because i just use the native itunes on my uh apple branded phone uh all right so now I think we've got this going. Rob, yes, I'm going to start. We're, go for it. Uh, I'm going to start. One of my uh, one of my one of my favorites, if not uh, my favorite on this list. I'm going to go with um, Knight Rider 2000. I totally forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. That's, now this is actually yep. a little hard. This is a little hard to deal with because if you remember, there are more than one. Let's mm-hmm. take Knight Rider and jump it You're- into the future. You're right. And I and... think Knight Rider 2000 is the team, right? No, that was Team Knight Rider. No, Knight Rider 2000 is the one where it's almost post apocalyptic. It's yes. It's kit has been removed from the Trans Am and put into and I don't even know what kind of car that was. It was like something more like I I, I thought it was a don't quote me, but I thought it was a Mustang, but it was still a souped up looking yeah. modern Mustang. Right. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. So uh so yeah, Knight Rider two thousand definitely well, see that's that's the crazy thing. There was one where it's post apocalyptic, there's one where it's Michael Knight's son in the Mustang. There was one yeah. where it was Team Knight Rider, and I'm specifically talking about the one where it's post apocalyptic. And Kit has been salvaged from the remnants of the uh, the Knight Foundation and placed in a like fifties car. That's the one I'm going. Ouch. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I do not remember that then. It so is I'm... so hard to follow. Um, I'll bet. Uh, uh, was it the same voice for Kit? Yeah. 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 See, I think the one you're thinking of is Knight Rider 2008. That's Correct. the one with the Mustang. Yeah. Uh, and it was just called Knight Rider. And it was Michael Knight's uh, disgruntled son, right? Okay. And Can Val we just... Kilmer played Kit in that one. No then kidding. There's, yeah. Then there's Team Knight Rider. Team Knight Rider had several cars, each with their own personality. Feel felt more like pole position than Knight Rider. Oh well, now you've sold me. Yeah. Pole, pole <laughs> position. Guy loves pole position. It was so dumb. I loved it. Yeah. So, uh, Knight Rider 2000, uh, yeah, it's, uh, does it, did it actually have Hasselhoff in that? I, uh, one of them did. I don't remember which one though, because I'm blurring them all together. I, yeah. Yeah. There's a Knight 4000, Devin Michaels and his partner, Russell Maddock, greenlit the idea. Devin brings Michael Knight as the test driver. Knight 4000 has all, uh, most of Kit's original features, but adds amphibious mode. Yeah. That this is not even the one I'm thinking of. Jeez, huh. Knight Four Thousand. It looks like it's in a like in a Ford Probe, the the Knight Rider Two Thousand. Oh man. Oh yeah, you're gonna use a you know a, an economic sedan. Yeah. However, I'm still gonna go with Knight Rider Two Thousand because it's hilarious. That's yeah. You're good. <laughs> it's not even the one I'm thinking of, but I'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> keep Knight Rider Two Thousand. I am going to sit here, though, while you're talking. And, and watch it? Up, are you? No, and look, up, and look up the Knight Rider uh, post-apocalyptic one so I can figure out um, which one that is. Or if I'm just, this is a free fever gene dream. Mm. Okay, so you want me to go ahead then? Yes. Okay. I am going to go with what was a DC event at the time that they called it DC 1 million. And the concept was not that it was a million years in the future. If if you do one million months, like if each issue 
went ahead a million issues or a million years, which a million times 12 or divided by 12, you get how many mm-hmm. issues you, and you go into the future of the DC universe to that, where the justice league is no longer on earth. Each planet in, in the solar system is run by a justice leaguer. And it was, I forget what the JLA stood for then. It was Justice Legion Alliance, something like that. Like they mm-hmm. changed what it meant. And like there were the future version of Superman was on Jupiter, and the future version of Wonder Woman was on Venus, and the future version of uh Starman was on Saturn. And it was it was a really cool take. Uh Batman was probably the best. Because he was on a prison planet of Ju- uh, Pluto, which mm. was still planet at the time. Yeah. And Robin was this literal, like, a boy robot. And it was a really unique <sighs> kind of comedic take for, like, he was super comedic and funny. And yet Batman was super dark and almost, like, darker than what they had portrayed Robin as growing up to be when he becomes Batman. It was mm-hmm. just... And he was running this prison planet. Um, It's one of my favorite visual adaptations of Superman because they, they dwindle down the logo to basically be three circles and you can still, you know, make out that that's supposed to be an S, but that is the future take on Superman that is, I want to say his name is like, Jonathan Lois Kent, something like that. It's mm-hmm. it's been a while since I've seen it, but I it's it's one of my favorite takes on the Justice League and Our Man. That's right, Our Man is on the team as well, and it's that Our Man then stays in the regular time as kind of a hearkening to to that storyline. But all the DC books at that time went ahead for one single issue, uh, like a million issues into the future and. I don't know. It was like a million months. I think that's what it was. It was a million months into the future. A million months. Yes. Yeah. Because a million so, years is ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. It, but it was it was really unique. But it was called DC One Million. Okay. I I I vaguely remember that crossover. I you know what I mean. But I, that I like I like the million months better than the million years because a million years would be so vast and so crazy that you know. Yeah. I mean? No, it wasn't. It wasn't that like disconnected. It was actually there was some cool connection, and I love the idea of like each Justice Leaguer ran a planet rather than all stationed together. In a, it yeah. was a new take that hadn't been done before. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I have an update. Okay, go for it. I know why now that Knight Rider two thousand is is melded in my head. Okay. Knight Rider 2000 does have. I know there was a there was a movie in there. Somewhere yes, too, so right? that's Knight Rider 2000 is 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 the is a is a movie is a TV movie. Days of Days David Hasselhoff is in it. Knight 4000 is there. Uh, it's seen as sort of uh, a take on the future, um, where the government outlawed guns and there's all these different things. It's like literally the government outlaws guns and and prisoners are put into Cairo sleep. So it's basically Demolition Man meets Knight Rider. Huh. Okay, so that's that. Then it's Knight Rider 2010, and that's the one I was thinking of. And it's a kid who, uh, it's like Mad Max-style future. Jake McQueen is the ultimate smuggler, smuggling Mexicans for money to survive. Uh, Only his uh, smuggling comes to a halt when he's busted by his brother while getting his truck repaired, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he finds an old data unit that actually is kit, and he installs it into his thing, and then fun happens. Knight Rider 2010. Okay. So I just wanted to clarify before we move Gotcha. On. That's kind of cool. Um, all right. I'm going to go with uh, another comic book. I'm going to go with Marvel 2099 as a jump. That's, yeah, that was kind of on my list as well. That's a great take. That's Especially a... uh, Spider-Man 2099, I really liked. It was I loved... really... There was some good yeah. stuff in there. I, I like the. He's the standout, I think. There's some yeah. really great stuff, but he's really the standout of that. Um, I really liked the thing that I loved the most was the cult of Thor. Do you remember that from that storyline? Uh, I don't. So Thor really don't. is a living god in our timeline, right? So why in the future aren't people worshiping Thor? 
think about all the amazing things that Thor does in the Avengers and on Earth. And basically, there's a huge subset of the Earth population that um, that worship um, like as a religion, the Norse gods and Asgard as religious figures again, including um, a whole church of Thor. That's and people dressed. There's people like sort of dressed in homage of Thor. There's these people who mimic Thor and and all these other things. So this whole idea of this cult of Thor stands out to me. But uh, yeah, I think I think Spider Man. Uh, 2099 really stands out as uh as one of like I I you know I collected that comic for a while and I thought it well, was good it, had all the great stuff it very very proto Batman Beyond too because that's all about oh like, absolutely a corrupt business you know a good guy well, who you know it was a Hispanic character uh, Miguel uh O'Brien remember he's both Hispanic and Irish. Oh, I forgot that part. Yeah, yeah his but, multicultural so like, name. Um, yeah. So that was a cool take. But what I thought was most interesting was how really it's a pretty fleshed out universe where you had Doom 2099, mm-hmm. you had the X-Men 2099, you had Punisher 2099. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember who else. Yeah, it, it I kind kn- of trails off because there were a lot of hits and misses. There were some that came out very quickly and then kind of just faded. I away. know that Doom twenty ninety nine was a huge hit. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's the original Doctor Doom in twenty ninety nine because he's kept himself alive, right? I I think that's what I remember about it. Yeah, I don't. Remember. I think, and I don't. Rem- yeah, I think what the take I only is, read X Men, yeah. and Spider Man, yeah. and I thought both were excellent. Yeah, I think it's. I thought it was a really good take um, on the. You know, but it was it was also one of those things where I was like, okay, but how long can this last? How long can you yeah. have two universes existing um, that are supposed to little, be in the same timeline? And, and yeah, little it, did we know that they were gonna make the ultimate universe as well. And yeah, and, and it all sort of kind of crashes in on stuff. But it's kind of cool seeing Spider Man two thousand nineteen ninety nine in like the Spider Verse at the end, the epilogue. Yeah, um, and I know that he's uh, he's he's popped up in six one six. Um, so I, I a lot lately, cool. he's made quite a comeback lately, I yeah. think, because uh, he's a good because character, of the, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah he's, he's absolutely good. I also think it's really funny how they described why he can stick to the walls. He's got tiny little talons that come out of his fingernails. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. he was a much more formidable Spider Man, if I recall, than, yeah. than Peter Parker ever was. Right, like, he was yeah. kind of terrifying, them. yeah, yeah, he was. So, anyway, yeah, Marvel, uh, 2099. Is uh, is definitely on my list on there of of jumps that I think were pretty cool. Okay, well, going with Marvel futures, I'm going to go with Hulk's future with the future imperfect. Mm. Do you know? Do you know what this one is? No, no, of course I don't. Okay, know. so this was it's the just... George Perez story. Um, Peter David George Perez. Uh, it is. Hulk is pulled into the future where his future self is an evil dictator. And he has to fight his future self. He's known as the, the, the maestro maestro. Okay. Now I'm beginning to remember. Yeah. The maestro. Yeah. Maestro. Thank you. And he's got like, he's got a cave a palace. I mean, he's got women that he just uses. I mean, yeah. like, like, literally uses like their because the idea is the maestro is the unbridled id that is the hulk yeah Uh, a hedonistic power bound total total and uh there's something where you know he's got he's got bruce banner our bruce banner at the time who is smart hulk um at at the time that this story takes place because he's not going back and forth as bruce and hulk he's just hulk Professor who has Hulk, Bruce yeah. Banner's intellect. Yeah. Um, and he gets sent to the future and basically Maestro is like, got him incapacitated. Like you have to let this happen. You can't stop this. This is what needs to be. And um, it's, it's a pretty brutal story, but, and I think it only takes place over two or three issues, but it's one of my all time favorite Hulk stories. It's really good. Um, you go to the cave and you see like the shattered uh, uh, Captain America shield, and you see like bits of Tony Stark's armor, and you you see like how he's just taking down one by one every Marvel Universe character 
and there's nobody left to stop him. It's and, weird the idea that everyone always collects trophies. <laughs> yeah. Like, I got this cave. What should I do? You should probably put some trophies of people you've destroyed. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, that's a good idea. I could really spry, sp- spruce up the place with some trophies of the vanquished. I'm going to do that. I say that, and then I'm literally surrounded by. You're in your own little yeah, trophy in my, cave. In my trophy yeah. cave here. Um. That's good. I mean, Old Man Logan also has. Uh, That's on my list too. And it's... Uh, as 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 a Hulk story of in the future where everyone That's likes to awful. make. <laughs> yeah, everyone likes to make the Hulk uh, a bad kind of evil in the, in the future. Yeah, yeah, I think that's um, funny. But the the difference with Old Man Logan is, and it was not. I I was wondering if we were going to get this portrayal in the movie Logan, mm-hmm. but Old Man Logan, the Hulk is he the only woman on the planet that could carry his seed was his cousin yeah so she hulk and him have babies and they keep inbreeding yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and they're basically a bunch of hick farmers oh or like a crime lord like it's almost like the huts yeah but they're they're not inbreeding no they're they're just using that stereotype of of deliverance right yeah 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 Yeah. because they're not really farmers well well, and the way that do you do you, I'm going to spoil the ending. If anybody wants to read it, read it. It's really good. But let me spoil the ending. Have you read it, Monty? Uh, a long time ago, I think I did. Okay, your book. Well, I borrowed it. Uh, Logan gets eaten by the Hulk. Well, then the Hulk or Logan then regenerates, regenerates yes. inside of him, then kills him from the inside. Yeah. It's pretty great. Classic. Yeah. Classic move. <laughs> That's why you got to chew your food yeah. really well, Rob. You got to chew it. Just real chew it. I don't remember. He must. I don't remember if he had the skeleton or not at the time. If he, Yeah. I mean, I mean it's a future story, but anyway. Okay. Yeah, who knows? So, uh, I'm going to go next with, um, uh, I'm going to go with Doctor Who. I know this sounds unconventional for you, but let me let me. It go. works. It works. It we works. we leave with a TV movie made in the uh, late '90s with uh, the Eighth Doctor. We watch him fuck around for 90 minutes, and then he's gone. Yeah. And then, like a good 15 years later, we jump to a Ninth Doctor, a Doctor who's been the Ninth Doctor for a while, and we're just picking up his story in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. We don't see the eighth doctor turn into the ninth doctor. We don't yep. do any of that kind of crap. We just literally jump ahead. And Doctor Who's actually done this again, because what happens when um, uh, when Amelia Pond uh, and Rory leave is the uh, the eleventh uh, doctor at that point basically says that he farted around the universe for a while. Like there's suddenly this gigantic time jump in his age. That we don't have any idea. So, for the viewer, it looks like it's just you know, oh, this the is next, the next episode, episode or right, whatever, right, whatever. But what he's, tr- what they've done in the new Doctor Who is one. There was a time jump when the new Doctor Who started, when the the new series has started, the mm-hmm. modern series. But then two, inside the modern series, they've done plenty of these. We're just going to jump ahead, and these are stories uh-huh. that you don't know. I mean, even if you think about it, uh, the twelfth Doctor. Um, had uh, um, his last night uh, with... Uh, oh, yes. Yes, yeah. Uh, you know what um, I mean? Um, yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so River Song. Uh, Thank you. His last night with River Song supposedly lasts 27 years. Yeah. And we don't see any of see that. It. And yeah. I'm like, dude, do they really have one last night? Do they stay in that restaurant? And no, I don't think they stay in that restaurant for 27 years. Um, so anyway, uh, I like uh, the Doctor Who time jumps are some ways that give a little depth. I also think it was a great way when they did it with Matt Smith's Doctor number 12. He was enthusiastic and bouncy and fun with Amy Pond. And then he got an edge to him, a different sort of edge to him um, when he picked up with um, uh, <laughs> the other hot one I like. I can't remember. Now. Clara? Is it right? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, why I can't remember her name now is beyond me. But anyway, they, they, they. He had sort of a different edge, 
And they showed him like in a monastery for a number of years and all this other stuff before she, she somehow before the the master puts them together. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought that was um, anyway. I thought that was a real uh, neat effect of basically giving Matt Smith the ability to reimagine that character with a little bit more age and a little bit more jadedness. Again, maybe some episode we should just focus on Doctor Who because the the ability that that show has to do weird stories and yet, you know, jump around and yet still stay grounded to be scary or to be hilarious, to be sad. It yeah. can be anything it freaking wants. And it's, it, it can even not be non sci-fi sometimes, which is, and it amazingly can still be really boring sometimes, which is it can, kind of it can, it, it no, has I, its, I, I, I am, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I have been really bored by the last two seasons. I haven't seen any with, um, and it's not I'm, actually, you know what? I'm sorry. That makes it sound like it's just Jodie Whittaker. I'm throwing under the bus. Um, I've not seen a single episode with her yet. Yeah. It's sad. I, I wish I had. It's not just Jodie Whittaker. I mean, I guess I'm, what I'm actually saying is probably now the last three seasons. Um, the last one with uh, Peter Capaldi and the mm-hmm. first two with Jodie have not been... because of the new creative team. Is that what you're definitely with Jodie? That... It was the new creative team. I. I don't with Peter Capaldi's character. I think it was the, the old creative team running out of gas. And that's sad to me because um, that show is so well-written and what we're just now talking about how it's able to do so many things. And then it's able to kind of fudge it up a little bit. You know I had I mean? heard that. Don't quote me. I don't, I I'm blending a lot of stuff together and I don't know enough about recent doctor who, but I had heard some good things about her real recently that it was really good but i and it's been renewed for another that she gets a third season that well yeah i mean they're yeah i I think at this part it's really hard to cancel doctor who but um i mean really truly honestly um but yeah it's it's not been as good as it has been at at times and I'm hoping that um, they get that shit together. Has she show. been zany at all? Because that's something I missed during Capal. Cap- forget yeah, me. Peter Peter's. Yeah, Peter Capaldi. Um, yes, he um, could yeah, be he zany, but not. He, he was too Matt old to be Smith. zany. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and David Tennant goes zany better than any of them, really. I agree. David Tennant's the guy who. Yeah. Who brought me in? Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, no, she's. Yeah, she's zany. I guess. I don't know. There's something about it where I feel like, like sometimes when she's zany, it's like she's looking at you going, see, I'm zany. <laughs> you know? So like they're maybe playing something that's not natural for the actress. Maybe. Or the writing. Or yeah. The or, writing the, yeah or there's just not some good for one of those two things. Yeah. Um. Well, they're also playing her very much like she's a lot more secretive for some reason. To like because she had a love interest on the I no, I, no, I, I no. say they, love in quotes because it's yeah. always well it's a group there her companions have been a group of people not one companion but I did hear that people. as well and and so no none of them have gotten any closer none of them are like that in in any sort of a way but um but see, yeah all my I, Doctor Who has come from Amazon Prime and they have not put any out under. Uh, with Jody on, which is kind of frustrating, but right. well, they might not have had the, they may not have the rights to those series. Uh, well, I think they're reason. pulling all of them off now. Like they yeah. won't have any Doctor Who anymore. Yeah, could be. All right, you're next. Uh, let's see, which one do I want to? Th- you know, there's two obvious ones, at least for you and me, I believe. Um, I'm gonna go with Next Avengers, that cartoon. I think you'd agree that it was such. Especially, I think it came out before the first Avengers movie. I could be wrong about time, but it's definitely close. And it was such a fresh take on if the Avengers had to go into hiding and their parents were two Avengers. And you get like uh, the lead boy role is if Captain America and Black Widow had a kid. And... The lead girl role is Thor, but I don't think we ever learn who her mother is. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, there is a child, a Black Panther, and I want to say it's he has some other mutant power. And it looks like it could have been Storm or something, but I don't I, think it's ever revealed. Yeah, I think I think the I think that's what it's supposed to be. Because I I do remember some kind of like electrical power. Um, and then there's one more that I think is Scarlet Witchy type. But I love I, the cartoon's so fun. And, it, and then you bring back an old uh, Hulk that's kind of a mentor for them. And you have who's the other? Oh, Iron Man. Iron yeah, Man's no, Iron training. Man was that's there, right. Yeah. 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 And it's actually Tony Stark is training him. And yeah. Kind of feels like he let the team down by doing something wrong, I think. And he's. Yeah. And well, I think it's just that he goes into. I think it's just that he takes them. He can't win. So he decides to take them. To go into hiding with them. Yeah. And train them in secret and keep them safe. It's it's a really fun story. It's mm-hmm. it's a nice one shot. You know everything you need. You don't need to know anything about him, but the electrical shield that is made for that kid, and yeah, he kind of has a Winter Soldier esque look. Oh, he does. Well, because he's he's like, uh, and they call him he's James Rogers is his name. Yes, he's that's named right. after Bucky, so he has very much. He looks like Bucky more than he looks like uh, Captain America. Steve, yeah. yeah. And I think that's what they're going for. And and really, like even Nomad, the the Nomad Correct. look looks like yeah. that too, like a like a Bucky look. Um, so yeah, no, I like that one. I thought it was a, it was a it's a fun take. I I totally agree. Is the main villain in there Ultron or is it Kang? Ultron. Ultron. It's okay. Ultron. Because I'm thinking of um, what's the one where Kang is the main villain? It's another group. Is that that's the Young Avengers, right? And Iron Lad is a young version of Kang. Yes. Conqueror. That's what it is. Yes. Okay. But I think King was also in the cartoon. Yeah. Uh, or I could be wrong on that one. Uh, anyway, but it, it was just a really fun take. Um, I can watch that. That's one of those I can pop it in and just watch it from beginning to end without thinking. I I, I love it. It's on Disney Plus for anybody that wants to see it. It's a real fun take. They're afraid of technology because that's what would clue Ultron into where they're hiding. Right. So they're hi- they're they're afraid to turn on any technology as to give away, and then Ultron will take him. But Tony's trying to train these kids to one day free the world. Right. Yeah. I think that's also a very funny take on Tony Stark is they can't use technology. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's Tony Stark. So, um, yeah, that's a good one. This is not a good one, and it's uh, Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. I don't a, remember this. You were cartoon, talking about it. Yeah, it was a cartoon that lasted maybe a season in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, like, I, no, no, I do remember it. I do remember it now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> it is. It's just, it's just like a robot Dr. Watson <laughs> and a, like, a chirogenically frozen Sherlock Holmes and then a girl from the 22nd century. And they solve crimes, and it's like a kid. It's a it's a kids' kids cartoon, so those crimes are like dumb. It's just basically chasing uh, a Moriarty around, and it's stupid funny. They've also it's funny to me how many times the idea of let's bring Sherlock Holmes into the modern world, and the two takes on it are either a we set the whole thing in the modern world, like the Benedict Cumberbatch uh, one, which is great. There's also if you remember. Um, there's that uh, movie with, uh, I guess it's, he's technically H.G. Wells, who's who's mm-hmm. chased Jack the Ripper uh, to San Francisco in the 80s, um, but he he acts like he's Sherlock Holmes the whole time, so it's a little confusing to me. Like, he literally a- does all these things that are very Sherlock Holmesian, but it's... What about Elementary on CBS? That's another one. Like, yeah, and I don't like Elementary. To me, I don't. I don't watch it, so yeah. I don't know. But I, to me, to me, pulling Sherlock Holmes out of London is stupid, all the way around. That's and dumb. she's she's, she's in love with him, or yeah. And that's the other thing too is they they, you know, everyone everyone wants to ship uh, uh, Watson, and and they make such a big joke about that on the on Sherlock, the Benedict Cumberbatch one. They make a joke about the fact that everyone, you know, at, especially in the early episodes, everyone's like, oh, you're together. 
you know, and all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, but I what I think is hilarious about that is, I mean, that's just not understanding how men operated in the 18th and 17th centuries. Um, men lived together uh, for companionship, and they were friends, and that didn't mean that they were sexually attracted to each other sometimes. <laughs> Bros were just bros. Imagine being assigned a college roommate and then never having to move out of that college dorm. You just lived there until you found a wife and then you moved away. <laughs> you know, anyway. Uh, anyway, but I love, I, I'm a, you know, as you know, I'm a huge fan of Sherlock Holmes. And anytime you put Sherlock Holmes in something where like all of a sudden he learns about DNA and all that stuff is fun. But I really just put this one to have something else on the list. It's really gotcha. stupid, but it's it's also hilarious to me, especially the robot Dr. Wat like the cyborg Dr. Watson is stupid funny. <laughs> Cuz he's in a bowler hat. He looks like just, he's also from Elizabeth. I vaguely England. remember it, but I was like I couldn't remember it until you started telling me it was like in the 90s and like okay, yeah, I think okay. I remember like waking up for college and it being on, yes. you know, and it Yes. And and you're like, what kind of dumbass would watch this? And well, we watched me. James Bond Jr. and I think yes. that's kind of in the same. <laughs> he's James Bond Jr. He's actually his nephew. Yes. Uh, and everybody in his circle is somehow re- like, there's a Q yeah. Jr. There, the villains are Jr. versions. It's it's like not everybody goes in their family business, brah. Come yeah. on, jeez. You know, uh, now that I think about it, Disney's Descendants also fits this category. That's very true. That is, I have never watched a single one of those, but every everybody you is talking will, to me about. You will, Rob. It. You will. I don't know, Riley. Yeah, you will. I promise. Okay. Well. I promise that's going to happen. That is going to happen. Uh, okay, so James, I'm yeah, Sherlock Holmes, yeah. the twenty second century. I think we're. We've talked more than that thing ever deserved to be deserved. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll give you my last one, and then we can do any honorable mentions. Or do you got more? I have one more after this. Okay. Okay. So I will go with probably my number one is Batman Beyond, Uh, and that's a solid one. It's it is probably the most unique cartoon. It was. I don't know the origin of how it came about, but I know that creatively. Bruce, Tim, and and uh, Deanie wanted to do like a future take. And then the introduction is made by legendary comic artist Darwin Cook, who is one of my all-time favorites. I loved, mm. loved and he came up with, with that introduction. Uh, it's, it's just, it's weird jump cuts and very minimal animation and some 3d effects that he just threw together. And it's the most beautiful entry to, to watching it. And it tells you everything you need to know. It's like, okay, it's Batman. It's the future, but it's not the most unique thing about it is Bruce Wayne still alive. And he's kind of falling into the Alfred role. Kind of. Yes. He's still Batman though. And he still wants to kick ass, but he can't, he physically can't do it anymore. And he knows it. The best episode of that is when uh, Batman thinks he's going crazy, and when yes. Terry McGinnis says to him, "How did you know that you know you weren't going crazy?" and he says, "In my hallucinations, I kept calling myself Bruce. That's not what I call myself." Yes, and then Terry yeah, McGinnis goes, "It's a great line." Terry McGinnis goes, "What do you call yourself?" and then and then fucking Bruce Wayne just shoots him a look, and then Terry McGinnis goes, "Oh, You're of course you do." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm fucking like he doesn't even have to say I'm Batman. Yeah, you just know exactly that's what he's fucking saying. Oh, the every man. incarnation of that Bruce Tim Paul Dini universe, whether it be Justice League, the original Batman series, the Superman series, any of those that they all kind of go together, they get those characters. They always get those characters right. Just I think the only so thing good. that hurts. Is did you ever see the Justice League future epilogue? Stuff? Yes, the the future Justice League stuff where they go into Batman, where you learn that it was that that you yes. learned that Terry McGinnis was the genetic yes that that clone of yeah Bruce. that what's her face uh, seeded seeded certain people Amanda Waller Amanda, Amanda Waller, Waller seeded actually, certain people with with Bruce's genetics because quote unquote the world that, needs a Batman. Yeah, and it's also alluded to that Amanda Waller might have fucked Bruce in that 
it's yeah. kind of alluded to, and it's like, yeah. oh, come and, on. And by Bruce... the way, this is not this is not hot Amanda Waller from the Suicide no. Squad. <laughs> It's like, possible, I guess. I'm but like, it's yeah. a really great story because it shows how touching Batman can be because it was the one character who could bend reality and she's on the swing yes. and she knows she's going to die and oh, in her yeah. last moment she could wipe out existence, but instead Bruce just decides to sit with her until she passes and it's really sweet and touching. Oh my He's God, just that like, is such Look, an amazing... I will just be with you until the end. And that's all she wanted was just, you know, just yeah. to have somebody care for her. And Bruce sat with her to the end and it's so beautiful and you find out that yes, Bruce has a heart under all that, all that stuff that yeah. They oh my god, that's, that episode it's like, is just ugh. it's a punch in the gut. Yeah, oh, it's a gut wrenching one. Oh boy. Uh, but, but anyway, also, the the future version of the of the league itself in that Batman I, Beyond the Justice that was League Beyond be on... is also super good. God, Rob, because that so superman good. is a really good take because he first starts off as you think he he's evil but it's he's being brainwashed by some kind of worm or something i can't yeah. remember how that but that take on where you find out it it's a really good callback because in the justice league then redoes it that warhammer or warhawk warhawk is yeah. this is the son of hawk uh, hawk girl and and john stewart yeah, and it's yeah. like I love how they brought that back, and I don't know if they knew they were going to do that or they just connected some dots and made it work. Yeah, um, it's good. It's good. Yeah, that whole and whole goddamn and and how about the Green Lantern in that one is yes. uh, is us also kind of, really great. Like he's an Asian kid. Like it's like he's right. Like the Avatar, the yeah. Airbender. Yes, like he's, he's like a, a chosen Dalai Lama esque. Yeah. Uh, and then you had Big Bard on the team, kind of to fill the Wonder Woman role. Right. Yeah. Oh, such a you're such a you're a freaking dick for bringing that one out, man. And then well, okay, and me, then look, and then hitting me hard with the little girl on the swing. That episode alone makes you go, you know what? You're right. That's perfection. It's done. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let me also talk about the villains. Ink was oh, a great Ink. villain. Ink is amazing. Ink. Ink literally. Um. I would sit there and just think about how cool Ink was. It's yeah. such a great design for a character and the powers and everything about it. An assassin that fucking liquidly went into shadow. Oh my God. That was so and good. It, and the idea of the jokers. Oh, yes. Yeah. And the idea of the jokers running around, like there's a oh. bunch of kids that like his jokers not here anymore. Yeah, jokers. So gone. Everybody's emulating him. Yeah. DD um, and, Oh, what was their twin sister's name? They were the they were supposedly the daughters of Harley Quinn. It was yeah, Dee Dee yeah. and I can't remember. I what. remember the other one. Yeah. Oh man, because they did an episode where they kind of, you see them run into their great grandma, or and it's and it's Harley Quinn. Um. <sighs> how about um, yeah? How about where is is was that Batman Beyond where uh, the 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 return of the joker and it turns out to be it was a one-shot movie yeah. but it was set in the batman beyond universe and it turned out to be tim yeah tim drake right yeah but it wasn't tim's fault there was something that the joker had done right before he died that transferred the memory of his consciousness into tim right or so something. it was like yes it was tim but it was still the joker's doing back in the modern time before the joker really died right uh, which is a good take. Uh, I no villain, no villain out there has done uh, worse stuff to Tim Drake than just fucking DC itself pretending. Like yeah. Tim Drake was literally, in my opinion, maybe even greater than Dick Grayson as a Robin. I think he was a great Robin. I think he was a perfect Robin. And then the idea I of bringing in a punk ass Damien happens, and so they just wipe away Tim Drake. And I, I could be a I think future episode is us just talk about Robins. <laughs> yes. No, I'm, I'm dead yeah, serious. We, we totally I'm dead could, serious. Yeah. I like, it's like, I want to jump into this on you right now. And I'm like, no, I could talk forever about Robins. Maybe sometime around planet comic-con we will. Yeah. That's a great idea, Rob. That's a perfect <laughs> idea. Yeah. I'm anyway. a, yeah. I look, I'm not saying that Damien's not good and he's got great stories. As you always say, whenever I'm bitch about something in comic books, but they're great stories. Captain America shouldn't be a Nazi, but it's a great story. I mean, these I, things. Are I sad. actually agree with you that I think Tim Drake is my favorite Robin. Okay, he's not my favorite 
character, right? But of the Robins who are Robin, I would agree that I yeah. think Tim Drake has the most beautiful story. Arc. Yeah, I, I hate right. what they're doing to him now. Yes, I can't absolutely. Stand what they're doing now. Yeah. Okay. Good. They've they've dropped the ball. Uh, all right, I got one last one of a character or a series that gets time jumped, and that is Captain America. What? What? How are you going to do this? Well, I know it's kind of like Old Man Logan. Oh, you just you remember Captain America ended is the... and then they jumped him ahead to the nineteen seventies. That fits the bill. That fits the. the so there you go. The premise, don't worry. So... Don't worry, Rob. Batman Beyond won. You bringing up the fucking little Did, girl on the swing won you this episode. So you're you're the, already win. I'm like right now. I was gonna say I'm playing for dignity. I am playing I do, for dignity right now. I do like the the. It's a fairly current story, maybe in the last three years, uh, where they had him go to the Z World. Oh yeah, yeah, and he raised and, and somebody, raised a kid. Yeah, and, and did all that sort of stuff. I think that yeah, was, no, that's really good. And then ended up being gone for another. Well. He was only gone for maybe 10 minutes in our time, but, but in it, his time, it was like 40 years or yeah. something like that. So he Which, loses more time. Yeah. Steve Rogers it. is. Yeah. Like then he comes back and he's like, oh, you know, that's like that episode of, uh, of Star Trek The Next Generation where Picard gets hit with that probe and he dreams that whole life he had playing the yes. flute on the other planet. And then yes. you suddenly come back and you're like, but you have 80 years of memories. I think the same thing happens to Chief O'Brien, but he spends like 60 years in prison. He has 60 years of prison memories implanted into his head in an episode. Did that happen? Yeah, Deep Space Space Nine. I don't know that story. And and the idea is, how do you process 60 years of institutionalizedness that no one else around you, like then you immediately go back to before. Talk about a mind fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, Captain America, I think is... It's funny how we quintessentially think of the man out of time as like a part of his character right now, but that wasn't how he was conceived. Like he's no, he's. I think what's great about it, and I'm I'm gonna go ahead and postulate a little bit. So when Ca- when Captain America was created in the '40s, it's in the midst of you know, uh, it's a buildup of war. Patriotism is really going because in the in, in the night you got to understand in the late 1930s, early 1940s before Pearl Harbor. There was a uh, there's two different ideologies in this country. There is isolationism. We shouldn't be involved in, Stay in out of world wars. And then there's yeah. this 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 idea of us being a shining light of liberty throughout the world, and mm-hmm. we're the only we're the only nation pure enough to to rid the world of evil. That sort of things like that. So Captain America's born out of this, and then you flash forward in the late sixties, early seventies with Vietnam, and this is an archaic idea, right? Jingoism is a bad thing. Um, rampant militarism is a is a bad thing. And Too much so patriotism can be looked at as is a bad thing as being blind following and right, yeah. right, right. So then they put this character, this guy, literally wrapped in a flag. Into the late 60s, early 70s space and, you know, have him survive as a man out of time. And that's what makes him great. And when you reinvent him, in the, you know, in the, now you reinvent him in the MCU and you have him go to sleep in the 1940s and you come back in the 19. Oh, shut up, sorry. Well, uh, when you have him come back in the in the 19 or in the 2000s with, um, you know, a lot more globalization and a lot more nuanced and, you know. If you're no matter if you're on the left or the right, you don't trust your government and all this other stuff like that. Having Captain America come back and play a man at a time in that also is a great foil. You take a person in this idyllic time in our lives when everything we did was kind of right, or at least seemed we just believed and it was, beautiful yeah. and, and everything like that. Uh, and great, yes, there's racism and all that stuff. And I realize we stole land from the Indians. I'm not talking about all that stuff. I'm just talking about that sort of that period. Where of idealism, yeah, yeah, of idealism, and then you you put him into this world of cynicism. It's it's great. So that's why uh, that's part of the reason why I've always loved the character, and I think that time jump is quintessential. If it was just a character that we would have invented in two thousand, that was about this country, it would fail. But the fact it would not work. 40s, it would. It it's and yeah, it, and it's 
there's no question, I think, of patriotic characters that were created in patriotic times. You could argue that Wonder Woman falls in that category yeah, because yeah. of the way she looks visually. There's others that you could say were ripoffs of Captain America, but I think it's, you know, Cap has really stood the test of time. And I wonder what, whether it be uh, Stanley or not, whoever was the guy that said, you know what we ought to do? Yeah, we have a successful team of these guys who are successful now, and we put them all together. We're only four issues in. Let's put Cap in. I would love to have been there. Like, who yeah. was it that remembered Cap was successful? Let's get him in our team. Yeah, and I wonder about that too because literally they put Captain America in, and he immediately becomes the leader. And yeah. I wonder if what and they still need is looked there. at as a form as a yeah. founding member when he's technically not. not yeah. I, what I really wonder about with Cap and in, in, in putting it into Avengers is uh, is if they literally were like, okay, we need this collection team to fight Justice League, right? We need a what a team are we of, missing? What yeah. are we missing here? Oh, we need a one character who's seen as truth, justice in the American way. That's kind of what I think is. I think Captain America is the truth, justice in the American way, the born leader that they have to put in there, and they literally maybe, are looking. Maybe. And they, I mean, on the one hand, they you have to understand everybody. You've got uh, alcoholic uh, Tony Stark. I don't think he was alcoholic at the time. He was only maybe a that's two true. years old at that's the time. True. He didn't if have that. as much baggage, but still yeah. baggage. He wasn't. He was definitely not seen as a leader. They were still playing off the Playboy. No, thing. yeah. Because um, was it Vietnam think... that he was created for? Yes, was that yes. the war that? Yeah, okay. he was in Vietnam. Yeah, his origin story is being trapped in Vietnam and creating the suit to escape. Yeah, yeah. Good times. All right. Uh, well, you win this one, Rob. Okay, you want, I just some like I'll just throw them out there. We don't have to talk about them. I did. Uh, Tron two thousand was on my list. Oh yeah, that's terrible. Uh, Legion was on my list. The Legion oh, of yeah. Superheroes from which I think are good, and then Transformers the movie, the animated movie does jump. Yes, from it does. Nineteen eighty four to two thousand and five. I wish I would have known that was an honorable mention for you because I would have taken that uh, and put it instead of Sherlock uh, Holmes into any. That's way he's like it's not true. Well, it, it, I, it was, it probably is more than an honorable mention, but we have talked about it. Kind yeah, of we've talked, we've talked about Transformers enough. Okay, Matt Haney, we've talked about it enough. <laughs> I don't think he listens to the podcast. I'll have I hope not. God, <laughs> but you know, there you go. All right, uh, so you win, Rob, and as you know, uh, as tradition here on this uh, particular uh, podcast, the winner. Uh, gets to say the last line uh our catchphrase our sign off um it's famous uh it's been printed on t-shirts we're still tracking down those people who are making bumper stickers um and not giving us a cut of it uh it's we calvin peeing have... on this phrase yeah yes and and honestly the dot com of this phrase is lighting up the internet uh it's like the new google it's crazy God, you're so overselling it <laughs> so rob go ahead give us our catchphrase would you like to beg for your lives? It sometimes helps, but not often. <laughs>